0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. So today is our anniversary. Now, for me, I have four anniversaries at this time. Four, okay? Uh, ICC started 11 years ago. IFGF started 12 years ago. We have been together now for five years. So these are like three anniversaries all wrapped in one. And next week... I have my 35th anniversary, wedding anniversary. And so... Uh, and they all shine as bright as the others, but my wife shines a little bit brighter. <laughs> anyways, I have to say that. I have to say that. For those that... <laughs> I want to say it too. Uh, I, I could say... Yeah, anyways, never mind. i would going to get myself in trouble. Back up, back up, back up. And, and, uh, and for those uh, who... Uh, Maybe, like, maybe those songs were new to you. Uh, those songs were all uh, written and uh, kind of produced by our worship team. So those are all uh, worship team songs. Uh, so for, for those that have been around, we're like, wow, it's cool. We get to sing all our own songs. It just, we just did it. You do it today because it's fun. But, um, yeah, so, and, oh, yeah, one more thing. Probably not one more thing. And, and they have note clock up there, so I can go as long as I want. Um <laughs> You know, uh, that last song, uh, All Fear Be Silence in the Name of Jesus, as we were singing that song, I remembered that that song, when they were producing that song, when they were singing and videoing it and all that stuff, my daughter was pregnant with Nina, and we didn't know it at the time, but Nina had a, you know, a real heart problem, and, and, and um, she was miraculously healed. And I, and I was just thinking of Rachel just singing, all fear be silenced, and you know, declaring healing over her baby even as she's singing. God is powerful, amen? Just like Pastor Victor said, God is way more powerful than you can ever imagine. The, last week, I should have said it, but I didn't get it until later. We use God's power just like we use our brains. Do you know we only use 10% of our brains? Come on now. It's time we use God's power. Amen? Okay. Yeah, that had nothing to do with anything. And so when, when, we, when, we, when, we, uh, when we celebrate our anniversary, there's, there's kind of two ways to look at it. You know, you can look at it one way where uh, you kind of look at the past and you uh, kind of reminisce about the past and you glory in it and stuff like that. But I really don't think that's what God wants us to do. I don't think that's even close to where God has us as a community. And so uh, I want to kind of share just a kind of a outside the box uh, 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 verse for you. This This is about the time where the disciples had crossed the sea, and they had forgotten bread. And they were discussing this. And and so Jesus, uh, aware of this, he asked them, "You of little faith, why are you talking of, uh, among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember that the five lo- don't you remember the five loaves that fed the 5,000, or how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves that fed the 4,000, and how many uh, uh, baskets you had gathered afterwards? And what was going on is the disciples had forgotten what had happened in the past, and then they were kind of like uh, desperate about their present condition. And I I believe this is what we're not. God doesn't want us to like look at the past and just kind of like reminisce and, you know, oh, it was great, you know, all this stuff. But what's supposed to happen is we are supposed to see what God has done in the past and it should energize us. It should bring us to a new level in the future. So it gives a, the things that happened in the past give us confidence to face the future. Can I get an amen? So just take a second, even as I'm talking, think about the different things that God has done for you. See, here we are, like, you know, we're at the tail end. Thank you, Jesus. We're at the tail end of this. this we're at the endemic. Hallelujah. I declare ending. Can I get an Amen. All right, you know, but during the pandemic, you know, you were like all caught up, and we were, and I know many of you struggle. I was struggling too at times, and, and we're struggling, but we forgot what God had done for the last 20 years in our lives. So this pandemic wasn't uh, you know, something of a surprise to him, and it wasn't something that we, you know, we need to like you know worry and suffer and all that stuff over we don't we don't have to do that did you know there was a guy who went to God one time and he said to God he said he said God I have a question for you he goes what he said he says why did you give human beings two ears because because you know they never listen to you anyways and he said oh my son and my son my son he said I gave them two ears because I knew that the pandemic was coming and they needed to wear a mask That's a freebie, that's a freebie. But we're supposed to let the past, what has happened in the past propel us and move us into greater future. And that's kind of what I wanna talk about today uh, when we deal with uh, our anniversary. I wanna talk about moving forward, not so much uh, living in the past. Now, you know, in our anniversary, I mean, when I look back and think about the different things that we've done, we've seen hundreds of people come to Jesus. Last year, during the pandemic, our goal was one baptism a week. I'm sorry to say we didn't get there. We had 48 baptisms. We didn't get 52. We wanted 52, but we got 48. This year, our goal is 100 baptisms, and we believe that God's going to do that. See, we, we believe that, what, that, that nothing's going to stop God, and so we've seen hundreds of people come to Jesus. We've, we've seen—we uh, uh, we do medical clinics. We've touched thousands of people's lives. We've given up thousands of Simbako to people. We've done all kinds of things. We've done water projects. We've, done, we, we've made impacts all over. We're in two unreached people groups. For those that don't know, we actually have a work in China. Uh, you don't even know this, but uh, we translate these messages into Mandarin and send them to someone in China who has a house church there. And so, like, we, 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 we are, we've made impact. And we could sit there and say, we're done. But we're not even close to done. We haven't even touched uh, the surface of things yet. And then, you know, during this whole thing, I mean, uh, this, this building itself was a miracle. We started with nothing and we had no money and, and, and we watched what God will do and, and we still have to finish the task and that's coming and I'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, we, we believe that this, what God has given us, what God has given us, and when I say given us, I'm talking about you. When God has given us the community, you and me and all of us together, we have been given a responsibility We've been given a responsibility and that responsibility is to make impact to the world. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I have been called to make an impact in the world. I want to cover, you know, throughout, throughout, uh, throughout our, our, uh, our life as a community here. Uh, I, I, the, there's basically three, uh, three prophecies, three, to me, significant and great prophecies that uh, have been kind of given over us or spoken over us, and not just once. More than once we have received these prophecies. Just two weeks ago, uh, I was uh, asked to do a retreat. That's why I wasn't here, and I was doing this retreat. And a guy was praying, and he said, you know, I keep seeing this, and, he, and I'll tell you in a minute what. But he, he reiterated, he said it again, the, pro, one of the second prophecy that uh, God has given us. And he, I was like, you know, we've received that prophecy many times. And so uh, the first prophecy that we ever received was the, when we first began the work and when we first began the work, he basically gave us a choice. And this, so let, let me say this one more thing. that In these three prophecies, I believe the first prophecy is telling us who we are, who we're called to be. The second prophecy is telling us what we will do. And the third prophecy is telling us how we will do it. I believe that, you know, when you look back, you finally understand when you first get these prophecies, you don't really fully understand what's going on. But I I believe that now we have uh, understanding. And so I'm going to share those three prophecies with you uh, in a minute. The first one was when we first started. God gave us a choice. He said, you can be the pool of Bethesda or you can be the river of Ezekiel. That's your choice. Choose this day which one you want to be. Now I want to read you... Uh, I get a little emotional about these prophetic messages. In John chapter 5, it says, Now there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic was uh, called Bethesda, which was surrounded by five... uh, uh, five covered colonnades here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame and the paralyzed and the first one uh into the excuse me the first one into the pool after the after such a disturbance would be cured at whatever disease they had that's the pool of bethesda in the pool of bethesda everyone kind of like gathers together and they wait. You know, and all of a sudden, the pool starts, you know, bubbling, and then they fight their way to get in, and whoever gets in first is the winner, and they get the prize, and they get healed. The second one, a choice, the second choice that we were given was the river of Ezekiel, and the river of Ezekiel is out of Ezekiel chapter uh, 47. It says, "When, when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river, He said to me, this water flows towards the east regions and goes down to Araba, uh, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the Dead Sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms, in verse 9, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large number of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. Uh, So where the river flows... Everything will have life. And so God said, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a pool of Bethesda, or do you want to be the river of Ezekiel? And I believe that day, I remember, and I know, Wes, you were there, and others were there, the first-time persons that were in the first gathering. uh, We decided we want to be the river of Ezekiel, because we don't want to sit around and wait. We want to bring life to what is dead. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's what God is calling us to be, to be a people who go out. And I've said this, we don't want to do everything. We want to be in everything. We want to see God move, and we want to see life come to where there's dead places. And when I say dead places, I'm talking about people. We need to bring the word of God, bring life to these places that don't have it. So we have a choice, but I believe we chose the second one. The second prophecy that uh, came to us, that, uh, um, like I said, even happened last week, uh, two weeks ago, again, that same prophecy was given to me again, and that was, uh, the vision was basically a fire in Bali, this like fire in Bali, it was just piping hot fire, and and then I, I saw, and then when I said I saw, I saw it, and then someone else prophesied over me. it. And again, we've seen, we've had this happen several times, where um, the, there's like fire arrows that are sending, going out from Bali, and they're, they're landing in all different places of Indonesia and beyond, and wherever they land, more fire starts and that's the, that's the prophecy that we have had over us. And I believe that is what God is telling us uh, what we will do. That this is what we are doing. And that's why, you know, I'm all excited now. I haven't, you guys don't even know this, but at the Vision Conference, uh, our goal is to start house churches all throughout. Uh, right now, we're going to start at the east of Indonesia because that's kind of our burden. So Bali and east of Indonesia, even though we already have people from Java coming. And right now, we have already have close to 100 or uh, over 100 people signed up that are from Kupang, Ende, uh, Lombok, uh, uh, Marmere. Uh, they're coming in from Malang. There's you know, they're, they're all different places they're coming to come to this conference so that we can train them and send them and so the this is what we are called to do we're not called to sit. We're called to move. This is going to be a day where you can rest. This going to be a day where we're going to have so much rest. Oh, it's going to be so much fun because you know what I'm going to do if I get tired? I'm going to go over to the tree of life. I'm going to pick a leaf. I'm going to go like this. Energy again. Praise God. I'm going to go sit at the table, and you think I'm fat now. You wait until I start eating at the banquet feast, baby. I'm going to be eating, and I'm never going to stop eating because I'm going to love that banquet feast because God said, just keep it coming. And I'm going to say, yes, Lord, I want more and more and more. And so there's going to be a day where we're going to rest. There's going to be a day where you walk up to me or someone walks up to me or walks up to you and starts speaking in a whole other language and you understand it. There will be no need to bring salvation, you know. There will be no need to bring salvation to anyone because salvation will be everywhere. But there's not salvation everywhere now. Can I get an amen? And God is calling us to be a fire. A fire that springs out and goes out into all places and brings that fire to other places. Can I get an amen? And he's not calling me, he's calling us. Not just me, he's calling us. Who am I? Just like me, I'm a nobody. You know, I laugh, I've said this before. I, I, I am the joke to the world. I am God's joke to this world. Because, because when I, I couldn't read... I couldn't read. That's why I went into computers. And I got a D in public speaking. Some of you still think I deserve that. Anyways, and, and, and I got a D in public speaking when I was in college. And God calls me to be a pastor, which is all reading and speaking. It's a joke. If he can use me, he can use you. You know, I love, I love it. When we came together in our anniversary... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before when we first started coming together, Jessica and I, we were sitting there. And we used to call ourselves uh, the I don't know small group. Like, I don't know what we're doing, small group. I mean, we had no idea what it meant to come together, to be two churches together and stay two churches. We had no idea how to do it. No, you know, no one ever, there was no manual on the thing. You know, and, 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 and so we like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's do this. Let's try that. We have no idea what we're doing. But God did it. God did it. I don't know how to share the gospel. Yeah, simple. I don't know what happened. I was blind. Once I was blind, now I can see. That's what the guy said, right? If a blind guy who never met Jesus before meets him once and can witness to Pharisees, you can do it. You'd be surprised how powerful your words are. Don't even worry about what you say, because the Holy Spirit will give it to you at the time you need it. Anyways, I'm way off course, but that's, so, the fire. God has called us to be a fire. Now, you know, our church is called to always be on mission. We are supposed to be on mission. We are always going on our mission. And so, so who we are is the river. What we will do is to bring the fire throughout uh, Bali and beyond. How we will do it is the third prophecy. And actually, I, I, I wept like a baby when we sang that last song. Uh, no, it wasn't the last song. It was the first song, whatever. Salvation comes to our God. Because that, that actually was written by our team, and that's the third prophetic message that we received. And I believe that we're, we, we are doing it. And that is, after this, in, Roman, in Revelation chapter 7, 9, it says, After this I saw a vast crowd, which, was two, which no one could count. They gathered together from every nation and from all tribes. We're a tribe. Can I get an amen? We're a tribe. We're a funny looking tribe, but we're a tribe. Amen. Going to be a lot of funny looking tribes out there. We're one of them. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> from all tribes and people and languages, and they stood before the throne and before the Lamb dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and with a loud voice they said salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb what does that have to do with how we will do it it's time you know I'll get in trouble when I say this but I'll say it anyways um you know, I've always said I want to change the name of this, uh, this place. And actually, the ultimate name, I really want to name it, is No Name. No Name Church. It's time that every tribe and every nation, and every church, and every language, and every people come together and wear white robes and begin to shout salvation belongs to our God. It's time that we break down all the walls. It's time that we don't worry, you know. It's time that we don't worry about these things anymore. It's time that we decide to help each other no matter who we are and, and, and no matter what we're doing, we find a way to partner together and to join together. And, and that's one of the things I love and I think uh, I know that I, I really know this, that the Spirit of God rejoiced and like, how do I say it? It's like he, he got like really happy <laughs> like when he saw two churches finally coming together And not worrying about distinctions any longer. You know, even though Pastor Jessica is IFGF and I'm ICC, we don't see it when we talk to each other. Even though we are, we still don't see it. And actually our next series is going to be the beauty of differences or the beauty of diversity and finding the beauty in it. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of beauty out there, and we are allowing it to cause division rather than bring power and strength. And God is calling us to come together and work. That's why, that's why the church in the Philippines, uh, they're working with us. Now, the church in the Philippines, they're not even Pentecostal, but they don't care about it, and I don't care about it. We just want to see God do something. I don't care anymore. I'm tired of all that stuff. The only thing we need is Jesus. Can I get an amen? The only thing we need is Jesus. That's it. Him crucified. He is the salvation. Let's just start there and end there. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. I will be quiet and I will stay calm. Because God wants us to become a raging river that brings life, that sets people free, that begins to go out like a fire and touching and you know and gather together and tribes and nations, all of that stuff. That's that's what it is. Now, traditionally, traditionally, when you start a work, it it starts with a movement. You know, you start getting a movement going, and then you get some momentum going. And traditionally, after a while, you become a monument. I remember Pastor Herman talking about this uh, a few years ago. We become a monument. We don't we don't become what God wants us to be. We end up uh, we end up we just if we don't keep moving, we will miss the momentum and we'll end up being a monument. I don't want a monument. I love the pictures. I love the pictures. But I don't want to be stuck staring at that. I don't want to be in a, in a building where we walk around and just look at the trophies. Do you know there's this pro, pro golfer? Um, I can't remember which one it is, but I remember reading the article and... Uh, most, 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 most professionals, uh, especially golfers and others, they have a trophy room. I mean, they got a lot of money. So they build a trophy room. And in that trophy room, they have all the trophies, all the different things they want. This guy doesn't have a trophy room. And they said, why don't you have a trophy room? He goes, because that's for the past. He goes, I don't live for the past. I live for the future. So he said, if I was going to do anything, I want to build a room that's empty. So that way, I, I win something, I can fill it. And, but after I fill it, I want to, Throw it away so it's empty again. Because I want to just keep moving. I don't want to stop. I don't want to become some kind of monument that we sit around and talk about old times all the time and never talk about what's going on and what God is doing in the future. Because trust me, I won't always be the one up here. I'm going to be old and gray and, and you know, you know I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to be, I'm already old and gray, right? But was, what I want to do now is I just want to pass pass it down. I want to give it to the next guy who's on fire, and I want to cheer him on. Maybe I'm in my wheelchair. I'm going to go, go, go. Go. go you can do it. I remember one of the prophecies that Wes had. I'm sorry, being very, like, just... you. Know, prophecies are made to help us move on and I remember when we were getting ready to build this building uh and we didn't know what to do uh Wes had a prophecy and Wes saw this picture he said he saw like a satellite you were like like a um like a drone really high up looking down at a stadium a baseball stadium and um he said, and then it, it, uh, it went down into, and then it showed the place, and, and it, it showed our, our, our community was like the pitcher on the mound. And, um, and, and, and the other team was this, like, huge, professional, unbelievable players who could hit the ball without any problems or anything. And, like, you know, we're standing there going, how are we ever going to win this game? And then he said he looked out into the, into the crowd. And in the crowd, there were all the people from the past. All the ancient uh, people who had served God. And they were chanting, Take the ball! Take the ball! Take the ball! Take the ball! God wants you to take the ball. It doesn't matter. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to pulling down strongholds. Can I get an Amen. And so we're going to take the ball. It doesn't matter how big they are. They're going down because our God is victorious. Can I get an amen? amen. So we need to take the ball. Because we, we can't worry about being, so, so the way, what God's desire is this, that we, we start a movement and then we have momentum because what that momentum does, it turns into miracles. So we don't become a monument, we, we do miracles. And then if you look, it's basically a circular thing. You start a, a movement that, that builds momentum, that has miracles, that starts a movement, that has momentum, that starts miracles. And that's how you, that's how you elevate to the next level. That's how you, you grow. The Bible says this, live a life worthy of your calling. Now guess what? The first time you get saved, your calling is to get saved. You just lived a life worthy of your calling. But now he's calling you to something greater. So now he's saying, now use your life as a blessing for others. And so then you live to that. And then you live to that. And you keep living higher and higher. That's how you progress into greater levels. That's why once you receive understanding, that understanding is made to build the next level. Amen? That's kind of how it works. And that's what God wants us to do. And I'm, I'm way over time. So I'm just going to read a couple of scripture verses, because when you're in doubt, read scripture. Anyways, <laughs> is it okay if we have some fun today? When in doubt, you know, when I used to, when I used to, I used to, like, walk in the prophetic, I, I still do, but I mean, like, give people words, and I was always, like, afraid to give them my own words, so I always said, God, just give me a scripture verse, because even if I'm wrong, at least I'm giving him scripture, you know? <laughs> Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do, not, uh, you do, do you not perceive it? I am making a new way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give a drink to my people, my chosen, my people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. We celebrate the past to energize us for the future, amen? We celebrate the past to energize ourselves to the future. We use what happened in the past to tell the devil to, excuse me, to shut up and get out of the way. Because we saw what he will do in the past, we know God will do greater in the future. That's how we, that's how we deal, and so today is anniversary. We, we celebrate the past, but we're going on. We're not, this is nothing. We're still baby. You know, I actually, I, I say, you know what I say our community is? Our community is like an adolescent teenager. Okay. Like, before I used to say that we were the Swiss cheese church. The Swiss cheese church. What does that mean? If you know what Swiss cheese is, Swiss cheese is good, but it's got a lot of holes. You know? And so I used to say we have a lot of holes in our church, you know, a lot of things that are missing, you know? But I don't see that anymore. I, what I see us now is a, a teenager church meaning we look like an adult, but sometimes we act like a kid. But we have the potential of being great. I believe that's where we. I don't. I don't believe we've reached even close to our potential. I believe we have so much more to go in what. And God has a plan for us uh, to be a part of, and He wants you to be a part of this community, this tribe of us, uh, this tribe that we are. He wants us to. He wants you all, every one of us, to be a part of it and to do something amazing and watch. And then we celebrate and laugh at what God has done uh, through us and in us. Now. This transition is always a bleh for me. Bleah. Today, uh, you guys know that we, we, uh, we, we talked about finishing the task. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that. That's why the offering things are up here. We never did this before. We've never, and we may never do it again. Uh, but right now, it's the first time ever we've done this. And we, we, we have to finish the task. And so there are things in this building that are still outstanding that we need to finish. And... Uh, and the, the, the verse is uh, is is this it's yeah you, where are you guys yeah come on out here I, I'm I'm I have no beautiful segue I'm just really bad at you know transitions and they're not ready anyways this temple is going to be is going to end up far better than it started out this is out of Haggai. a glorious beginning but even more glorious finish a place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness decrees the God of the angels of the armies. So I believe that this place will be a resource where we train and send people. I want this place to be a place. The other day I was sitting with a group of pastors. I want to just be able to offer this place to them and say use it. That's what I want to do. And I know you want to do that too. And so, But we're not, we can't yet. I'll be honest, I can't do that right now. Can't do it. But you know, the pandemic didn't help the cause too much. But it did help us this way. It showed us that we need to be going out all the time. We need to be go, 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 go. We need to be a go, go, go. Not go, go, girls. We need to just be go, go Christians. I don't know why that came out. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I want to show you, uh, when we get ready to talk about this uh, thing, I want to show you more than... Then I want to show you what the river is, and we're going to kind of do something a little symbolic here. But um, I want to show you what the river is, because the river isn't this building. Nope. It's it's people. So I want all the frontliners. Would you the frontliners? Those people who we call them frontliners because they're on the front lines. They're doing things for God. Uh, I don't like the word volunteer, but, you know, uh, if you're a frontliner, would you stand up? Would you guys stand up if you're a frontliner? Ah, look at that. Oh, they're all, you know why? Yeah, there you go. They're all shy. We ha- no, no, stay standing. What are you doing? Stay standing. Stay standing. And this guy's in the back. And, and actually, we have, oh, we're in the hundreds of, of frontliners. Most of them are working today. Most of them are in there and over there and back here and back there. and They're serving you. They're the greatest in the kingdom. They're the river, you know. They're the river. And so, you know,